0: You are listening to ACPN.
1: Welcome, welcome to Rewind Cinema, the podcast where two friends go back in time, select some movies to watch and review and give you our uneducated opinions about. We are back. And my name is Gabe Whitehurst. I am your host for today's episode. Although the way we do hosting here doesn't really mean that it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> who wait, no, 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 who is this? Who whose voice We're is that? Back. <laughs> We're back. We're back. Uh, sitting across from me as normal with his, his same red hair, same mm-hmm. dashingly handsome face is go. the one and only Matt Morris. Hello, everybody. Did you have a character you wanted to do an impression of?
0: Because <laughs> uh, normally I'll say... I'm gonna, all right, here's my silent Bob impression. Yeah, there we go. It's done. It's
1: done. <laughs> That's really good. You should have seen what he was doing with his fingers. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was
0: like making stuff move with yeah. my
1: mind. Yeah, he was trying to make his his laptop close <laughs> with his brain. Jedi mind tricks. Uh, and it didn't work. Uh, we're really happy to be back. We've been gone for uh, about a year, Matt. We Almost to the day,
0: actually. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. it's pretty close. Um,
1: yeah, so we, we stopped last October, the end of last October in twenty. 20- 17 Mm -hmm. and it's now that time of year again it's well i can say the date it's it's november 3rd (laughs) but this won't come out and for uh, you know a few more days so that time of year yeah that time of year so we just finished october we just got done with halloween our lives are fine we're healthy (laughs) we're happy you know everything's cool we're the same dudes oh yeah yeah, we haven't seen each other since the last time we recorded. Oh,
0: no, no, I've been avoiding you actively. Yeah,
1: he I, he hasn't been answering my texts <laughs> or my calls. I'm kidding. We see each other all the time, pretty much every day.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's weird. We didn't ask for voicemails over that year. Yeah. Um, but we got a voicemail. Oh, okay. So I figured we'd just play that and uh, you know see see what came in. How about that? Yeah, that's great. I, I have no idea who it who it's from. All right, cool. Let's listen in.
2: Hey guys, it's uh it's Dan. Um just uh continuing to call in, just um you said you guys might be back in uh year or so. Um It's been close to a year. Um and um uh, today I had um lasagna for lunch. Not um not homemade lasagna it was just um it was like, it was like stofers, but it was, I don't, I can't afford stofers. Um, but, uh, it was, it was, it was microwave. You know, you microwave something a little too long, sometimes it like burns your tongue. But you can't, like, I often debate, like, what's worse? Like, okay, getting the edges of the microwave meal perfectly cooked, but at center, there's like that, that meaty ice cube. The, the, the meat, the meat cube, the, the meat, meat ice, Um you, you get that, or you get a really perfectly cooked center, but, but there's those bites in the beginning of your, your eating experience that, like, um burn, burn bad, Um but yeah, uh, continuing my my review of my randomly selected year of, of movies, um, I randomly selected 2018, and uh, this week we're reviewing uh, The Meg, starring uh, Jason Statham. It wasn't it wasn't very good. Keep up the good work, guys.
1: Oh, yeah, interesting. Okay. Did Okay, so I'm I'm confused. Did that did that guy call in a few times before?
0: Uh, I think he did. I think he was our only caller uh in the past. Oh, your mom called. Well, my once. mom called once. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, thanks, Dan. Yeah, uh, it's good
1: to hear from you. You sound like he's in a bad place. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you sound at least Healthy. I mean, I don't yeah. know about the Stouffer's lasagna or what you well he couldn't not Stouffer's. afford Stouffer's.
0: Yeah, um, disappointing.
1: Yeah, he sounds he sounds a little sad, but maybe we can cheer him up with our show. But thanks for calling, Dan. Really, uh, uh, keep those calls coming. Yeah, we keep them coming in. We appreciate it. Maybe we'll. Oh yeah, Dan was the guy who reviewed our impressions uh, mm. last the last few times he called in. So maybe we'll have more for you. Yeah. Um. You can review Matt's recent uh, Silent <laughs> Bob impressions. It's
0: probably the best one I've ever done. Um,
1: yeah, Matt. What what's up with this apartment?
0: Where are we? So we—I've moved. You haven't moved. I've moved since the last time we recorded. uh We're in a, in a one-bedroom now. Moving oh, on up in the world. Wow, things are different. I thought uh, it was bigger in here. Oh, it's much bigger. Yeah. Uh, but the, here's the thing: uh, I live about two blocks from a fire department, which is great for me because if my place is ever on fire, I'm totally safe. No, no, you're you're dead. <laughs> well, probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is bad for microphones. Um, you probably will hear a siren every once in a while. I'll do my best to get it out of there, but you're probably going to hear it, and uh, that's New York for you. That's New York
1: for you, man. Deal with it. Yeah. If you want to be down with the New York podcasting crew? <laughs> you're going to have to deal with those sounds. But it kind of—I like it. It gives a New York vibe, especially right now. All these yellow leaves oh, are beautiful, rustling, and it's a little fallish here. And uh, you
0: can kind of see it through my fire escape.
1: Yeah, just so, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I—I want to say uh, you didn't get a new couch. I didn't. But, but I'm sitting on your couch, yeah. and I didn't used to. And just so our listeners know, it's leather, mm. and I'm gonna try to not move. But if if you hear a <laughs> fart noise during this podcast, it's the couch.
0: Mm. It's. <laughs>
1: I did just have chipotle on the way over oh, here. Oh no! Um, but
0: it's the it's the couch, man. So just you know, I'm gonna try to. Be still. See, the good thing about this couch, though, is that it's so old and dead that it doesn't really make much noise. Yeah. Wait, so. let
1: Let's wait. Let me see if I can make noise.
0: Okay, it's not as bad as I thought it might be. That's good, that's good. So we're okay on that front. Uh, just another housekeeping thing. We're going to change up the format a little bit. We used to, as you know, if, if you listened before, go kind of beat by beat through the story, just kind of walk you through each step of the story this time around to kind of cut down on on the episode length and also keep things a little bit more concise. Um, we're just going to talk about things broken down by acts. So there's three acts in most movies, uh, Mallrats excluded. <laughs> uh, but, you know, we'll just talk through important moments in those acts. And we think it's going to keep things a little bit more streamlined.
1: Yeah, I really like the, I like the new format. I think mm-hmm. it helps me. Think through uh, the the movies better as a reviewer, not having to touch on everything, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to say too uh we took out the the random element of our show yeah we did yeah we, we did. were we were thinking about it, and we we had a great time reviewing movies the last three seasons, but sometimes, as you the listener know, you would pick a real <laughs> really so obscure that it, and, and sometimes it didn't necessarily lead to uninteresting conversations but We wanted to watch Uh, I disagree. (laughs) If if we're gonna be spending the time to review and watch these movies, we want it to be at least movies that we semi at least want to watch.
0: Well, I think the issue with that was is that we would get movies that weren't bad enough to be interesting and weren't good enough to be interesting. Yes.
1: So they ended up
0: being very boring not only to watch, but also to talk about. So now we're picking things that we want to talk about. Things that maybe we've missed and haven't watched before. A lot of these movies we're talking about this season, um, I have actually not seen. Yeah. So like four or five of them yeah, I have Yeah, like I've seen.
1: never seen Toy Story. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I, uh, who hasn't seen Toy Story? Come uh, on. For a
0: second, I actually believed you. <laughs> oh, you <yeah. laughs> did. He saw my eyes. He saw that I was lying. So um, yeah, we, we're excited about it. We think it's going to be better for both you and us. Anything else about that, Gabe? Or...
1: Uh yeah, so well I will say we we kept the year random though we yes. did um well uh, that, you know not even that's true we picked a few years and sort of then randomly said okay I'll just do 1995 which mm-hmm. is the year we landed on for this season so we're excited 1995 was was jam packed with just major theatrical release after major theatrical mm-hmm. release and if you re- research it you'll probably be, be mad at us for not hitting. Some movies that oh, you, yeah. you might want us to review, but oh, yeah. that's just the way the the cookie crumbles. The cookie crumbles.
0: Ninety-five was a great year. I was five. Gabe was twenty. <laughs> I was
1: twenty-five. Actually, <laughs> wait, how old was I? I was I was eleven. Oh no, I was ten. Wait, what? I was ten. <laughs> okay. I was ten. I was ten. I was born in eighty-six. Yeah, and I, okay, no, I was nine. <laughs>
0: Ninety-six would be ten. Man, I, I can't do math. All right, I, I review movies. We're what starting is, off on a good foot here. What are math? Uh, another thing that is changing is we have a new game show Um, we also think it might be a little bit more interesting Uh, might help to get you guys involved a little bit but we're essentially just going to do a draft uh, three movies with a theme each episode. We're going to go ahead and assemble our you know, top three of that specific category. We'll talk about what that is later. Um, but we're going to ask you guys to vote. So um, make sure you participate in that. And always pick my list because they're going to be better than Gabe's.
1: Yeah, so Dan and Matt's mom, please vote. <laughs> um, hey, man. It <laughs> could go 50-50 or somebody could win each time. <laughs> that, that's true. So does that mean that if, if, if you throw out a movie first, I can't use that's that correct. movie. You cannot use that. Is movie. That, is that how drafting works? And that's how
0: drafting works. Okay. I'll have to figure this <laughs> out. I've never
1: actually participated in a real draft. Oh, it's
0: going to be so easy. Okay. I'll walk you through it.
1: Well, it's going to be easy for you to win, probably. Yeah, that's but... true.
0: At least for the first few until you learn.
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm ready for that. I'll, I'll be all right.
0: All right. Great. We are talking about mall rats today. Yeah. And I see here we might be talking about some mall talk. What are, what are you thinking? Yeah, so... I,
1: as Matt mentioned, the the film that we're going to be reviewing is Kevin Smith's Mallrats from 1995, and I, it's, like many of the movies we review, it is a time capsule of a film. Most films are, I guess, if you look at them that way, but I was just thinking back and maybe you were too young, but I mean, you, the mall was still a big thing when you were a teenager. Oh, definitely. Right? Definitely.
0: Yeah. i get dropped off there all the time.
1: Yeah. Walk y- around and do nothing. Walk around and do nothing. <laughs> cause trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know, just hang out with your friends for a few hours. Maybe shop, but not really. It, it was really more like going into Spencer's and looking at all oh, the yeah. gag gifts and the Zoomies. The, yeah. Yeah. The Well, Zoomies is still around. That's like still an actual. Well, so is Spencer's. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. But back then, it was a big deal. Now I feel like it's this tired old store that no one cares about. But when we were kids, Mm -hmm. Spencer's was like, oh, if my mom catches me in Spencer's, (laughs) (laughs) they have like goggles that are made of boobs.
0: I'm going to get in trouble. get in trouble for being in here. Um, well, now yeah. we have the internet, so Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's it's, true. It's totally different. Different world. Kids don't have to go outside anymore.
1: Yeah, but but
0: what I mean, what's your history with the mall? Did you ever do the Easter bunny pics or the Santa Claus uh pictures uh, around you kn- Christmas? I, you know, I wasn't <sighs> My family wasn't really into going to malls uh, when I was younger. It was more me being a preteen, teenager type thing as got when I started going to malls. And that was just to hang out with friends or walk around or, or you know, pretty much do nothing. Yeah. Um, go to the movies, maybe. The Parks Mall in Arlington had a good movie theater. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, just kind of walk around eating Auntie Anne's pretzel. Pre- pretzel, <laughs> pretzel? Pretzel. <laughs> uh, you got to go with the jalapeno
1: pretzel with the. With regular cream cheese. I don't think I
0: ever got that. So good. I just did the... Uh, I got the sausage stuff one every once in a while. There's an auntie... Auntie? I think a- it's auntie. Auntie? Is it auntie ants? Uh, I don't know. There's auntie Anns. There's an auntie
1: on's in uh, <laughs> Penn Station. And every time I pass it, I just smell it and I oh, will to stop. The and, butter? Oh, God. Oh, so man. good. But uh, I never... My mom maybe once wanted us to do the the Easter Bunny pick or the Santa Claus pick and I, I never did. I was too scared. Yeah. I would freak out. I would cry and throw a fit. I, I understand. Was, and I don't know why. Why was I such a sensitive baby boy? I mean, those costumes are scary, man. They are scary. The big, the big bunny eyes. Yeah. I never wanted to wait in line. I always wanted to blow past them as fast as I could mm-hmm. to, to get somewhere else. Yeah. Um, go to GameStop. Go to GameStop. But see, you're mentioning stores that are slightly relevant. I'm talking about <laughs> like Sam Goody. Did you ever go to Sam Goody? I mean, Sam Goody sounds familiar, but not a place I ever went to. It's dead now, just yeah. like Blockbuster, but it was a music store. It had. Oh, okay. It had yes, posters. Yes. You know those huge poster displays? You could yeah. flip through them. It had CDs, DVDs, yeah. like random toys. What about. Uh, Brookstones? Eh, Brookstones around? Also dead now, but that was
0: around for years. Dip and Dots. Dip Dots. What about. KB Toys. I never went, but I know KB Toys. That was a toy store in the mall. Toys R Us, right? Yeah, kind of like that.
1: Yeah, but it was like a small. There used to be toy stores. There used to be puzzle stores and calendar stores, and we don't have these things anymore. Yeah,
0: you sound like you're in big right now.
1: Yeah, I do. (laughs) That's because that's exactly right. What about like photo stores? You'd go and you would get.
0: You could buy framed pictures of things, Hmm. or get your picture taken. See, now you can do that and it takes five seconds yeah. and you don't have to leave your home. I mean, the world is objectively a better place
1: <laughs> well. in that sense. <laughs> yeah, you, well, <laughs> uh, anyway, I was just, man, I was reminiscing about these old stores because this movie is, you know, I, I don't know, that we're so far along in technology these days that stores and malls are just these big monoliths to culture that doesn't exist anymore. And you can maybe go walk around one. Mm hmm. But that's about it. Stores are closing. Malls are dying. Maybe they'll come back, though. Mm-hmm. Maybe Analog uh, is, is making its comeback, and maybe we'll all go to the mall soon. I mean, they're still around. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're just slightly different.
0: This is going to be very um, Texas-specific and can probably be the end of our conversation. But okay. Did you ever go to the Six Flags Mall? Yeah. It's like oh. a bomb dropped in that place. Oh. Well, Zombie apocalypse. I,
1: I didn't... Appro- I, I walked and drove by it. Yeah, I, didn't, I was afraid to go into. the It's Six a pretty Flags scary mall. place. It's oh, yeah. so
0: barren and so empty, and I'm sure it's even worse now. Sketchy neighborhood, yeah. weird stores that are tiny, privately
1: owned. You yeah. know, like a, I don't know, like a yarn store that someone thought would succeed.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's very dead now. Well, but, rent is like five dollars a month there. I'm oh sure. God, so is it even still it there? They haven't torn I it down. I think it's there. Wow, I think it's there, but I haven't been to Texas in a bit, so I don't know. Well, yeah, if you
1: ever go to Arlington, Texas, zip by the Six Flags Mall and (laughs) take some pictures and tweet them to us, let us know.
0: probably one of the better things to do in Arlington, (laughs) let's be real. It's on TripAdvisor's top 10 list for Arlington, (laughs) Texas. All right, Gabe. Well, we've we've delayed it long enough. We're going to get into our review today. What are we talking about? Today, we are discussing the
1: 1995, I guess it's a classic, (laughs) directed by Kevin Smith Mall rats. That's one of the workers. No, no, no. There's a soul who might know what's up
2: Willem. Willem, go' get your poopy trip. Brody man, what's going
1: on? What do you work here now? Oh man, just hanging with TS.. Oh, TS. Willem, what exactly are you doing? Looking for the hidden picture. If you stare at these things long enough, you're supposed to see some kind of hidden three-dimensional picture. Oh, yeah, look. It's a sailboat. You saw it too? Damn it! What? I've been staring at this thing for
0: a week now, from opening till closing, and I can't see a goddamn thing! You gotta relax your eyes. Everyone sees this thing except me. But today's my day. I brought a lunch and a soda, and I'm not gonna leave until I see the sailboat everyone keeps talking about. So willem would you happen to know what this stage business is all about it's not a stage i'm gonna see it if i have to go blind trying no man this stage over here oh that thing having some game show in the mall today i think it's going to be on tv it's called Truth or Date or something. Oh, my God, that's Brandy's father's game show. What is
1: it? Well, it's this cheesy dating game rip-off thing. It's supposed to be for college kids. It's just trying to capture the 90s youth market with a staple of 70s television. Man, why can't they bring back or remake good shows like B.J. and the Bear? Now, there's a concept I can't get enough of, a man and his monkey.
0: Would you guys shut up? You're breaking my concentration. Sorry, Willem. Now I have to start all over again.
1: Good luck with that thing, Willem. Yeah, man. Remember, relax
0: your eyes. Classic may be a strong word. Yeah, that's, I um, hesitated because, and I was right. My hesitation was correct.
1: You'll maybe go with cult classic. Cult classic. A lot of people like this movie, or at least embrace having it in existence. Yeah, <laughs> is that a nice so way to So say let it?
0: me let me say why I picked it. I picked it because I have seen this movie before. It was when I was a teenager. Yes. And so I think that my sensibilities have changed. And what I look for in a movie has changed. (laughs) Because I was excited to watch it. I was like excited to relive this thing that I remembered enjoying. And then when I watched it, I was not as interested (laughs) as I thought
1: I would be. Sometimes sentimentality leads us to a good place. Mm. And we, we look back on something and it's still great. And about... 80% of the time, (laughs) especially with movies, they're really bad.
0: Rose-colored glasses, they say.
1: Rose-colored glasses.
0: All right, so the director and writer of this is obviously Kevin Smith, um, who also directed Clerks. He directed Chasing Amy. Um, He directed, most recently, Tusk. Tusk. I never saw Tusk. (laughs) I did not see Tusk either. I heard
1: it was actually good. I heard it was interesting. I don't know (laughs) if I heard it was good. Maybe not good, but all right, yeah.
0: Uh, notable actors. We have Jason Lee. You know, most of these people have been in all of these movies. It's kind of um, yeah. It's kind of a a troop of of a sense. They they kind of have reoccurring characters. Yeah, stuff like that.
1: Christopher Guest style uh, yeah. casting all the same people in all of his movies.
0: Jason Lee, uh, as I mentioned before, Ben Affleck before he really kind of blew up on the scene. Um, Ethan Suplee is in this. Michael Rooker who I oh, yeah. did not remember and did not expect at all. Yeah. Um, if you don't know,
1: I mean, Walking Dead, he's huge from that, and yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians now. The galaxy, I mean, he's done yeah. a ton of work, but he's, yeah. he's had a resurgence in popularity. He's a busy guy. He's a yeah. busy
0: guy. Uh, Joey Lauren Adams and Shannon, Doher- Shannon Doherty are two names that are really only <laughs> synonymous with the mid to late 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, they've, so. <laughs> they've
1: kind of disappeared, Oh, definitely. I, would,
0: I would say. Uh, the budget for this movie was $6 million, and it grossed $2.2 2 uh so it did not do well. Um, and maybe de- deservedly so. I don't I don't know if it had a lot of screens. It didn't have a lot of uh mass appeal, I don't think. Uh, yeah. Even I don't, at the time.
1: I don't know, but he was given a handful of money
0: and I yeah. uh, <laughs> don't know if he spent it well. <laughs> uh so the studio almost replaced Jason Mews, who is J of J and Silent Bob, with Seth Green, which I thought was interesting and would have been a terrible choice. Yeah. I don't think that would have worked out well. Wait, so so they, they would have taken out Jay? Yeah, almost replaced Jason Mewes with Seth Green. But didn't he appear Um, in Clerks, though? He did. He did appear in Clerks. So I think what happened was is Clerks had a big success. It was kind of a sleeper hit. And so studios came to Kevin Smith with money. They're like, hey, we don't know if this guy's marketable or maybe we don't some like other things happened behind the scenes. So let's bring in Seth Green, who just had you know, done had Austin Powers come out at this point. No. What, what was the end at this no, point?
1: No, no. Uh, he was he had done movies as a kid. His
0: star was rising, though, I think, at this point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was young. Yeah.
1: And and he was a child actor, too. He was in. uh Oh, my gosh. He was in uh, Stand By Me, mm-hmm. I think, as a kid. Like, he's done a few things, but I don't know if he was famous. Yeah. Yeah. But I got to say, I wish that this sounds horrible. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan of, of Jay from Jay at Silent Bob. <laughs> I love Jay. Snitchy Oh, God. Stop. <laughs> stop it. Don't say that again in this podcast or I will jump out of your window. It is the most annoying. He's one of those annoying characters in
0: all Ooh, of cinema. Okay. We're going to get into that. Oh, later. Okay. I'll save it. I'll save it. <laughs> All right, so that's pretty much it. Let's go ahead and jump into this review now. Um, So let's start talking about Act 1, which opens with T.S. and Brandy, who are kind of the main love interest in this movie, having a fight about going to Florida for vacation. Um, Brandy's dad, who is Michael Rooker, does a game show and has to have her fill in last second. Yeah. This act ends with T.S. stopping by Brody's place and Brody telling him about the breakup. Then they go to Brandy's place... And try to basically win her back, but get run off by his dad correct um so the opening scene i c- are they in high school or are they in college? I cannot tell where this movie places them. There's
1: so many confusing things about this movie very, uh, very. and and, and <laughs> i would say, I would say that they are i thought early college. Yeah, but they're not in college. What are yeah. they? What
0: are they doing? I don't is know. It summertime? Nothing. Uh, is it? He was in a play. Yeah, so, or a musical.
1: So that's right. He, but it, but it wasn't even for. Oh yeah, maybe it was. Maybe it was like in a, a private academy or something. It yeah. was like it. Okay, so I think partially we're confused because Matt and I watched. The extended cut of this movie, mm-hmm. and I do Which not is
0: two hours and I, ten I, minutes. Long. I do
1: not recommend that you watch the extended version. Theatrical cut opens with a monologue by Jason Lee. It's mm-hmm. way more theatrical. It makes way more sense. Yeah, the opening of this movie throws us into a, a scene where T.S. Quint's musical goes wrong, uh, or not it doesn't go wrong, but there's it's like a benefit. There's this random rich woman who is of no consequence to the movie at all. Michael Rooker
0: is there as mm-hmm.
1: security. Yeah. trying to make the know. event work. It's so confusing.
0: I think he's trying to get money for his game show from the government. Right. Something like that. And so I took
1: notes. I was like this we're we're getting thrown into the middle of a movie here. This makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Uh but anyway, I I don't know. Uh, my answer to you is I don't know. The yeah. first 15 minutes of this movie make no sense. The-
0: and I think it sets the tone pretty well for the rest of the movie because, you, like you said, you just don't know what's really going on. And I'm not sure if that's the cut that we watched or if that's... I think it's probably just how the movie is because this movie is It's not well-received. It's it's not well-liked among, you know, critics. at least critics. Yeah. Um, but it, like we said, it can be considered a cult classic. There are people who love it.
1: Yeah, Kevin Smith is not widely loved by critics. Yeah. well he's not loved by critics at all i think (laughs) and uh he knows that he's aware of that he embraces it i don't think he knew that at the time because this is his second movie yeah but he he only makes these for him Mm -hmm. and his nerd comic book fan people well
0: he has a very clear um i guess composition to his films the way that his characters interact you really start to see it in this first act because the way that the T S and Brandy fight is so oh. unrealistic and weird. Yeah, I don't know, and it's it's confusing. It's
1: uh, well, I, I, I don't want to talk about T S and Brandy really. I mean, I do. If we're still going to focus on that, but mm-hmm. I think my mind jumped also to Jason Lee and uh, Shannon Doherty. Yeah, um, Renee. Renee, thank you. And the way they fight too. Yeah. Because it goes straight from that fight to their fight. Yeah. Jason Lee is this schlub who literally doesn't get out of bed the whole scene. He's playing Sega. He's playing Sega. Yeah. And they they just have this very childish but adult, like, really nasty fight. Yeah. And you learn these sad things about Renee that she goes into the bathroom and, and cries yeah. because she's not fulfilled by him emotionally. All they do is have sex. He hides her from his mom. Yeah. Um. The point I want to make is that these guys are just assholes. Oh, yeah. Both of them. Yeah. They're such losers.
0: My, uh, my lovely wife actually said that while we were watching this. She, oh. she was like, all right, so all I've learned so far is that both of these guys are awful.
1: They're <laughs> such losers. And they have, there's no real redeeming qualities about them, even at the end of the movie, too. I was like, yeah. maybe they'll change.
0: T.S. kind of. A little but definitely not Jason No, he's the character. same guy. Yeah, he does not change at all. Which, uh, that's, I guess, his appeal in the movie is he's consistent. And he's, yeah. most of the time, just this comedic relief valve. But, yeah, the fights do almost seem like someone who has no idea how fights or relationships actually work. Just like saying, this is how I think it works.
1: Yeah, it's just shocking to see a woman in, in, in today's, you know like in our climate right now yeah. when i watch this movie yeah. she's just getting pushed around oh, yeah. so hard by jason lee and she kind of takes it and that I means she leaves she dumps him mm-hmm. right which is great so good for you but crawls yeah. out the window yeah she crawls out the window and then leaves, <laughs> him <laughs> uh, the an, window, leaves him in the basement leaves yeah. him a note i think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let them a breakup note yeah
0: that he did not appreciate
1: but yeah they are just total jerks they're both jerks
0: yeah um, and so, like I said, they, they go to um, Brandy's place after T.S. has been broken up with. Well, they and, go to the, the mall. Uh, That's the
1: only cure, right?
0: Yeah. Well, they, they go to her place first before they do that. They and do, they have okay. the realization they need to go to the mall. That's right. On the way um, to the mall. Sorry. Yeah. But this is Michael Rooker, man. He did well <laughs> in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought he did a very good job. Some, yeah. some things he's done recently. And this movie... It, that was yeah. one of the worst performances of anger i think i've ever seen
1: yeah um i don't know if he's to blame yeah
0: oh well, yeah the uh, writing is obviously part of the culprit, writing but. is is
1: part of the problem
0: and i will say
1: this movie is how how many years old now like 23? 20 plus years old so <laughs> he's come a long way as an actor he was not old by any means but yeah. he he wasn't a teenager but he was probably 30s hasn't
0: aged a day still looks 50. he looks exactly
1: <laughs> the same um but yeah the he's very uh almost cartoony in this movie.
0: Yeah. He's just the personification of anger, basically.
1: Yeah, but in and a stupidity. in a nineties movie. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not true by he's, any stretch.
0: He's the butt of every joke, basically. Yeah.
1: He his his acting is uh I really like him a lot. I love him. I mean in Walking Dead, he's fantastic and he's mm-hmm. so good in, in Guardians and but he's very immature in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a fan.
0: No, definitely not. Okay, so Act 2 opens with them going to the mall. They realize that this is their only recourse, the only place <laughs> they can go to to uh ease their sorrow. Yeah. Um, this which, act, which also
1: makes no real sense.
0: Well, no, because it's a depressing place. Yeah. But uh it ends with them getting arrested by Svenning's guards who is Brandy's dad later on in the movie or later on in the the act. Um so one thing that I thought was very weird was the way that they introduce Ben Affleck's character. You yeah. can tell they wanted to get him in there early and <laughs> wanted you to realize that he was a jerk, but they walk into the mall, and Ben Affleck's character Shannon, just like basically steps on Jason Lee's toe, yes, and they have this weird interaction threatening to beat each other up, and he just walks away He walks away up. you the- have no idea who he is at this point.
1: <laughs> he just gets on the escalator in his oversized suit yeah and and goes away yeah, uh a- another thing, maybe it was the cut we saw, maybe. Because I haven't seen the theatrical cut. But I'm going to go ahead and bet it's probably not the cut we saw. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and bet it's Kevin Smith being all over the place yeah. and not really knowing how to... St- he just doesn't know how to structure a movie. Yeah. He has no idea. And, and the Shannon guy is not the main character, but he's, he's a main force in the film. Mm-hmm. Jason Lee spends half the time running away from, from Shannon, from Ben Affleck, uh, and confronts him in the end. But yeah, I agree. Just another odd thing to, to, to throw on the palette of this film.
0: I just feel like it would have been better served if we didn't really see Shannon until it was necessary later in the film. Like maybe the first time you see him is we'll talk about this later, but when he's beating up um, Jason Lee's character or something. I don't know. It's just like it's, yeah. It's, it's or or why not? <laughs> this is the way Kevin Smith
1: introduces him. He go. They're like, oh, that's that guy from the the menswear store, right? Mm-hmm. And and then you're supposed to have some idea of them hating each other yeah but why not have a scene where they go to the menswear store and have yeah. a confrontation with him yeah because another weird sloppy kevin smith thing and i'm trying to remember if this was in the same act we're discussing when, when he beats him up in the hallway
0: yeah it's near the end yeah so
1: one of the the great and horrible lines from this movie and i'm gonna botch it because i don't remember exactly what he says but this is a, a picture of kevin smith's overly wordy weird writing he just write. he just so much dialogue mm-hmm. flowing out of everyone's butt in this whole <laughs> this movie but ben affleck calls out uh jason lee for being a mall rat mm-hmm. and he's like you always he's like you're always walking around here with no intention to buy or, but it's this weird poetic way to say you're a schlub you walk yeah. around the mall you never buy anything and why would he be offended by
0: that i don't think his character is offended by anything first of all but I don't think he really lets anything get to him. But you are right. It's I think the reason that Clerks was successful and why I think Clerks is probably still a good movie, I haven't watched it in a while, they did wax poetic a lot, and they did tackle some interesting themes, but they weren't beholden to a structure that I don't think that Kevin Smith was passionate about. Yeah, What I think the issue is with this movie, and I think a lot of people have spoken about this before, is... You know, Hollywood kind of got into his head and said, you need to have a structure to your movies, which might not be the case. Maybe if he got to make Rats and he got to do the same exact thing he did in Clerks, it would have been equally as successful and equally as good. But I don't have many notes for this act because yeah. all it is, is them going from location to location talking about the same thing in a different way, meeting a kooky character that does nothing for the film. We <laughs> can, we can talk Bob. about Trisha. Um, oh, yeah, okay, Trisha. we can talk about Jay and yeah, Silent Bob because that. I love Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah,
1: that's fine, but I'm, they, they run into them in this act. Yeah,
0: but it, it leads to nowhere, and maybe that's what he was going for. I don't know. But as a spectator, as someone watching, it's so boring. It's so boring. It's so boring. Because I found myself craving the moments where Jay and Silent Bob were trying to sabotage the game show. Something we didn't mention was that they ba- T.S. and uh, Brody basically hire Jay and Silent Bob to sabotage the game show so they can kind of get back at their girlfriends and right. get back with them. Um, and I wanted more of those scenes where it was them trying to get past the security guards, which is what they call the four. Because I thought those were hilarious. and I thought those were fun. Yeah, where
1: they're... Yeah. Where they're trying to dismantle the stage and all yeah. that, yeah.
0: They yeah. lay out the plan each yeah. time. Yeah. Stupid
1: yeah. boochies
0: and Stop it!
1: <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm done. I'm dead. I'm killing myself now. And the plan never works, and it's always funny. But it also goes back to that ninety-five. Uh, Kevin Smith had too much money, so let's figure out the most elaborate Put a weird set piece
0: in here. Yeah, or yeah. the most
1: elaborate ways we can destroy the stage. Yeah, the whole Batman thing. Um, which was funny it was funny but i don't know
0: man i just (laughs) just admit that you like jay and silent (laughs) bob a little bit i like silent bob i think jay is just you don't like it when he just randomly does karate moves and maybe
1: that come on i just don't think that type of character is funny it was in 95 if i had seen this movie as a kid i would have loved it yeah and i would have also been scared my mom would find me watching it because it's (laughs) so inappropriate it's such a crass movie Oh, for sure. It's the hard R teen film yeah. that, see, in my generation, that was like American Pie. Yeah. I mean, I was alive. I was around, but I was, you know, I was too young for this movie. When I was in like middle school, early high school, American Pie was like, <gasps> there's boobs in it, yeah. which there are in this movie. Yes. There's, there's hard swearing, which there is in this movie. But this movie takes it kind of like up. I think they actually had to cut some of the language out of this movie. Really? Yeah. One of the, the things I saw was that they they actually had to pull it back, which is shocking because it's pretty crass the yeah. whole time. Anyway.
0: I heard that they were gonna ask them to remove snoochie boochies, but uh they decided not to because they thought it was too funny.
1: And that's a that's a J original, right? I believe that so. Stupid term. I tried to find <laughs> it and I and it it was all linked back to this yeah. this movie.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's a very common expression. Okay. One other scene that I do want to make sure that we we talk about here is this Trisha character, who is apparently fifteen, and is having some sort of. I think she's in a psychology class. She's writing like a dissertation on like sexual connection or something like that. Yes, and she's writing a book. She's she's, writing a tell-all book. Yeah, I understand. I guess why she's in the movie because later on she. Brings a very important VHS tape that ruins. Yeah. Shannon. She she's just a plot device. Yeah, but this scene where she talks about the fifty dudes she's had sex with this is this is the penultimate Kevin Smith. This scene does not belong in this movie scene. Correct. I I just I was so weirded out by it. She's fifteen and she's had sex with fifty guys well, in the last three four weeks.
1: Going back to my point about which I I, I guess I didn't say this yet, but this movie is very crass. And there's a lot of things in this movie that would not play today. Yeah. Because I was shocked by that. Yeah. They present her as this 15-year-old schoolgirl. She's wearing a little skirt with a high saw. Like, she is a trope, a character trope, Mm -hmm. up and down. And But she's 15. Yeah. And she's doing research. She's having sex with as many men as possible to just do a book report on, like, the way different... Oh, oh, her book is called, like, a... Something bore, like sexual bore, boredom, and it's about how men aren't good at sex or something. Yeah, but yeah, she's fifteen. Yeah, and they're and they're also like me tooing her the whole time that they're talking to her. (laughs) Uh, Jason Lee's trying to hook up with her. He's like, well, if you need a willing participant, I'm, you know, I'm right here, and yeah, un comfortable I, I will say the redeeming part of this scene is the kid on the escalator uh, <laughs> he keeps pointing back to him <laughs> and and jason lee though annoyed me in this part uh one thing i so he, he he's a horrible character mm-hmm. and this is early performance of jason lee who i think is great he's really good in my name is earl and you pretty much everything he's done yeah and i liked his performance half the time in this movie but the other half he's just yelling the yeah. whole movie yeah it's like he as an actor he didn't know he knew his character was obnoxious but he just cranks it up to eleven as many times as he can, and it it just grated on my on my brain. Yeah. But he he stops and he yells, "Get that kid off the escalator!" Yeah. He's gonna have an injury, and that was funny when five minutes later. Did you notice that? They're, like, walking down the hallway and, the,
0: like, cops are running by yeah, and they're the like, kid some got kid stuck, got trapped yeah. in an escalator or whatever. <laughs> that was very um, theatrical to me. Like, it, it would have played very well on stage as opposed oh, to yeah. a movie. Like, yeah. it just kind of annoyed me in the movie. It's like, just show the kid, like, doing something funny. Like, cut back to him and cut back to Jay. I don't know.
1: I, I like that they didn't show the kid. That's part yeah. of the joke. Because yeah. they showed him the first time. But, I don't know. It, you're right. That whole scene, I don't know if it necessarily belonged there. Mm-hmm. But... It just introduced that sex Trisha. Trisha. Sex Trisha <laughs> That's is her sex name. Yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So we'll move on to Act Three here. Um it opens up with Jay and Silent Bob saving um saving them from the guards. So we mentioned earlier that T S and Brody get arrested um and taken away by Spanning's guards. Um and Act Three ends with T S and Brody um competing on the game show to win Brandy's love back for T S. Um And T.S. asks Brandy to marry him on stage. Um, So <laughs> I guess one of the most peculiar scenes in this act is they get the idea to go to a mall in the area that's a little bit more run down. It's like oh, a yeah. flea market type mall.
1: Yeah, it, it is. It's like an open-air uh, like a hall, yeah. If that makes sense,
0: it was very odd. They decided to do that on a whim, but they they go there for this reason. Well, yeah. Basically, right. that's how you know. That's why you know they're going there to speak to a uh, topless fortune teller <laughs> uh, who has three nipples. Well, yeah. Well, we come to find out yeah. she so has three nipples. It's a big reveal. It's a big reveal. Yeah. Uh, and
1: another again, gotta throw some boobs in there to make it a raunch comedy. It's a mm-hmm. style. It's a style yep. of movie. And that then that's what he did. But it was it was a funny scene. Mm, yeah. I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> funny as it can be. It, it was funny. It was funny at the end when TS realized she had three nipples. Yeah. And the whole time, you know what I mean? She because she's telling him true advice. It turns out she can actually. Well,
0: it it. <sighs> Just giving him relationship advice. She's basically. giving him
1: relationship advice that seems to apply to his life, and then. When they leave, she's you know she bs's people and gets their money, but he is so transfixed by her advice, not her breasts at all, that he has no idea she has three nipples. Yeah, so that's why I like that scene is that Jason (laughs) Lee is like only disgusted by it. He he's so horrified by this, and yeah. At the yeah. at, at the end, he's like, "Oh, she has. Oh, you have three nipples. Wow, that's amazing." And and <laughs> Jason Lee's like, "How do you not see this?" And he's freaking
0: out, and it's, it was a good. And sleep. then when they leave, she eats the nipple. It's yeah, fake. she pulls it prosthetic. off. Prosthetic. It's fake. She so doesn't. does she taste? Tastes like cherry. Cherry. Yeah. What? A, what a weird
1: why. Mm, cherry. What a weird thing. Again, <laughs> why does she have to be a freak? Why does she have to want to eat her prosthetic nipple? Uh, they taste like cherries, I, man. I, all
0: right. Okay. Um, another thing that happens in here is that. Uh Brody gets a motivational speech from Stan Lee.
1: Yeah. Stan Lee is oddly <laughs> the best actor in this movie. He did a good job.
0: I was impressed with him. I liked it. And I yeah. also liked his message. Don't worry about other people's stuff. You got your own stuff going on. Well, it was a great message until you realize it's from a
1: it's not real. <laughs> yeah. I mean he he says, What did you say? And he's like, Oh, I gave him the classic Spider-Man whatever speech. <laughs> but which is funny. Yeah. I appreciate it. But yeah, I thought it was sweet too. I was like, Oh man, Stan Lee. What a, what a
0: great guy! I, is he friends with Kevin Smith? I would assume because Kevin Smith's a big comic book. Well, I think collector. he's friends now, but this goes back to Kevin Smith got
1: a lot of money, a ton of money, and <laughs> Kevin Smith is a huge comic book nerd. So yeah. uh, TS's comic book collection and the opening is Kevin Smith's yeah. comic collection. Yeah. Um. And and if you're listening to this, you know we're fully aware of who Kevin Smith is. We haven't talked about him and his activities with IMDB he owns his own comic book store he's sort of this like source to go to for any and all comic book pop culture knowledge mm-hmm. he's always leading discussions giving talks he's a great writer yeah but he's immersed in it but uh but yeah i think he just wanted to meet stan lee so yeah. he hired him for this role and i mean this movie is so kevin smith it's crazy it's it's his dream mm-hmm. he, he he worked with stan
0: lee yeah yeah this is Kevin Smith distilled. And they and they make
1: comic book references the entire movie. And Jason Lee is obsessed with uh the size of different comic book characters' penises. <laughs> yeah. Um as they say at one point. So yeah. he, it's all about it. It's he kept
0: great. asking about the thing. Yeah. He's like, Is his is his <laughs> junk orange like the rest of them yeah. or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um so They go to the game show that we referenced earlier. Um, They infiltrate, basically. So they get Jay and Silent Bob to knock out two contestants. They get them super high. Um, What does he say? It only took one chronic blunt to get these fools out or something. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) So they they infiltrate, and um, it's Brandy who is like, it's like the, what's that show with the three contestants called? The Dating Game? The Dating Game. The Dating Game. It's basically that. So it's, yeah, it's a copy of that. It's her asking questions. She can't see who they are. She slowly learns that it's T.S. and Brody up there. And this was actually one of the funnier scenes, I thought in the movie
1: yeah uh it's a, it's one of the dirtier scenes too but it's, yeah. it's funny not that I'm, I'm not trying to be like a a grandma here but it, yeah. it's it was also surprisingly like oh man this would not fly today
0: yeah I, th- I mean i thought it was definitely the most dirty scene from at least the content that they're talking about and it was a little actually surprising based on the other stuff that was in the movie for the most part yeah um but yeah, I, I still thought it was very funny. Basically, um, Brody is there just being himself and just speaking his truth. And yeah. <laughs> it, it has—I um, cannot remember his name right now. But the the guy who was the leading clerk's um, is next. Oh, to Oh, he's him the, the other the panel. character. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember his name at the moment.
1: It's funny the way they treat him, or at least yeah. the way uh, the way Jason Lee. Why do I forget Jason Lee's name? This whole—it's Brody. Brody, sorry. Brody, yeah. It's funny the way Brody treats that guy. <laughs> yeah. The just whole time. trashes on yeah. the entire
0: time. He can't get a word in. He's like, "Shut up!" and he makes me be quiet because they're giving very inauthentic answers. And he's like doing the game oh, yeah. show thing. He's First, like, really I would take you up. here, and yeah. then we would
1: end the night on the. Take beach. you to all your favorite clothes yeah. stores, which
0: <laughs> Kevin Smith brings up like three times in this movie. We is would some do of the some girls shopping. Like. Yeah, yeah. Shop at your favorite shops. Oh,
1: and and just really quickly, mm-hmm. going back to that note I had about <clears throat> Ben Affleck and and what he says to Brody. About mm-hmm. shopping again in the hallway. This is, and I'm going to quote this for you. This is an example of how overly stuffed Kevin Smith's dialogue is mm-hmm. and unrealistic. I got you. T- I got two things to tell you. One, I don't like you. I see you every week in this mall. I don't like you, shiftless layabouts. <laughs> like no one talks that way. It's Shakespeare. Yeah, it's very Shakespearean. You're one of those loser effing mall rat kids. You don't come to the mall to shop or work. You hang out all day, act like you effing live here. Well, I have no respect for people with no shopping agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is funny. Yeah. And now, I look, you know, it's, it's a funny line if, if you're trying to be funny. Anti-establishment. But like, why Why does Ben Affleck have no respect for people with no shopping agenda? Because he, he works there? He's a
0: small business owner.
1: I, oh, is he an owner? Yeah. I thought he, he, just, I thought he just worked at the men's oh, store. Oh, I thought he owned it. Oh, maybe. Mm. I don't know. But I, So I think that's a hilarious line. Yep. You can see just how mouthy and just blah, 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 hard yeah. to chew on that line is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
0: I mean, it's no good will Hunting. It's no good Will
1: Hunting. Thank <laughs> God that came out soon after this. <laughs> and
0: redeemed Ben. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so as I mentioned before, T.S. asks Brandy to marry him there. Originally, he was going to propose at Universal Studios (laughs) uh, on the Jaws ride, uh, which I have been on and it's very scary. Oh, I have not. Oh, it's very scary. You're in a little boat. All of a sudden, you hear it. And then you look behind you and you see Jaws come up out of the water. giant
1: animatronic hydraulic shark. Terrifying,
0: terrifying. Um, And so she says, yes, happy ending for them. Um, At the end of this movie... Um, Shannon, the the guy who was with Brody's girlfriend and was the business owner, um, is busted for basically having sex with the girl we mentioned before, the fifteen year old. Yes. They play a VHS recording of them having sex yes, in front of everyone. Do.
1: Also awkward because she's fifteen yeah, and, it and it shows her.
0: He didn't know. He said, I didn't know she was fifteen and so <laughs> Yeah, but it
1: shows the clip. It's like I mean, I know the girl's probably not actually fifteen, oh, no, no. of course, but still in the world of that movie it's uncomfortable
0: no yeah definitely um and so he goes to jail and brody and renee get back together so everyone has a happy ending um i don't know how much i learned from this film (laughs) uh probably nothing yeah i mean what did you have any
1: and you may not i don't want to ask you on the spot did you have any uh plot devices that you didn't that were like why did this happen or this went nowhere for me i had just a couple of things
0: um I mean, I would say that most of the movie went nowhere for me. I felt well, like it, yeah. it left most of its strings, you know, uh, untied. I just the only things that it really did come back to reconcile were the two relationships, which is what you know ultimately the movie was going for. But that's the thing about Kevin Smith's style is there's all these little moments that don't really add up to anything and was much more successful in Clerks because he wasn't beholden to a plot. He wasn't beholden to getting somewhere. Right. These were just things that were funny or things that happened repeatedly, and you don't know why. But in this, they didn't add up. You know, it wasn't, everything didn't add up to the sum of its parts, right? So right. the only things that we really got closure on were the relationships, and that wasn't interesting enough to me to make this a good movie.
1: No, and, and you'll notice uh, an example I had was Gwen. What happened to Gwen? We haven't yeah, even talked about Gwen. We didn't Gwen. talk about Gwen. She's Gwen not important is, at all. She's this sweet, angelic sort of uh I don't know, I wanna say voice of reason in the movie. But also a
0: party girl. Oh yeah. Like, I yeah. mean,
1: that she she's put in these funny situations. She's changing panties, she's trying panties on in a store during it yeah. during like a three minute scene. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because she's taking them off and putting on a new pair and you don't you don't yeah. see anything, but yeah. she's there Well, first of all, you're confused. You're like, is she there as a sex object type of... You see her breasts at one point. Yeah. But it turns out she gives great advice, and she's really sweet. And then she also talks to um, Claire Forlani's character, uh, T.S.'s girlfriend, -girlfriend. T.S.'s ex-girlfriend. She plays Brandy. So she talks to Brandy, gives her some advice, and then she just disappears. Yeah. She never comes back. Yeah. And Even uh, in the director's cut, she's just gone. Yeah, she's gone. So it, it... Giving, I know we're kind of closing our thoughts here, but it, it just points to the fact that you're right. I like what you said. This movie didn't have to go anywhere for Kevin Smith, and maybe when he was making it, he thought that it was going somewhere. Mm-hmm. It, it reminded me of: Do you ever try to make a movie as a kid with your friends or yeah. in high school? Yeah, sure. And you have a clear picture in your head of what's <laughs> going on, and it's going to be the best thing you've ever seen. You and then can't
0: communicate it at all. Though. You
1: can't communicate it, and then when you watch it. Especially if you watch it down the road, you're like, this is the most convoluted, choppy, weird, makes no sense. And I think that's what happened here. I think Kevin Smith got $6 million. Mm-hmm. You said that was the budget. Yeah. And got his friends together and filled the movie with inside jokes that we don't understand. Yeah. And you can look at trivia for this movie that that said that they did that a lot. And fart jokes and penis jokes. But no real concrete. Yeah. Just a loose, loose
0: story. But I think that... As I mentioned earlier, the consensus is that the structure was forced on them. You know, yeah, like Hollywood execs were like, we need something with a story. We need a buddy yeah. comedy that's... So I think ultimately the movie suffered for it. I don't know if it would have been great either way. Yeah. I don't know if it would have... You know, Clerks was kind of lightning in a bottle, right? Because even if you look at Clerks 2, not good. Oh, God. Well, so, yeah.
1: I think that also like had to happen for some reason, like money grab. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if he necessarily wanted it, but...
0: Okay. Well, I think we pretty much already set our final thoughts. Um, I'll just go ahead and and give my score. Um, I would really just give this two snoochie snoochie-boochies out of oh, five. Stop it. <laughs> are we uh, are we doing the numbers? We're we not
1: going to say just watch or don't watch. I don't know. I just felt like doing okay, that's it. good. Yeah, our our rating system is just like Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah I felt compelled kinda, in the moment do to do it. Whatever we want. Self-serving. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a rating of uh, don't watch. That's gonna be my rating, unless you have to watch it. And if you do have to watch
0: it, watch the theatrical cut.
1: Yeah, Matt, this movie got a special edition Blu-ray release. Really? Yes, mm.
0: you got to have crystal clear HD to appreciate Mallrats. And and guess what's coming out soon? Ooh, um, Blu-ray of Dogma.
1: <laughs> I don't know about <laughs> I don't know about that, but Mall Brats is coming. Oh, out. Oh no! Which is a TV show spin-off. Of from Mom this Rants? movie. And Jay and Silent Bob Get a Reboot is coming out. Okay, I'm into that. Why are we obsessed with Jay and Silent Bob? Because they're funny. They're not, oh, <laughs> they're not funny. Jay and Silent Bob get Irish. Jay and Silent Bob get old. Jay and Silent Bob strike back. I, I don't... And now they get a reboot. We're just going to have to agree to disagree on this one. All right. <laughs> I guess there's enough Kevin Smith fans in the world that will Eat that snoochie boochie up that
0: snoochie boochies, man. I'll be there with bells on. All right. All right. Yeah. We are gonna get into our game show now. <laughs> I don't have a name for this game show. It's just movie draft. Movie draft. I like that. Yeah. Of movie of course. draft. Movie draft game. Yeah. show. So I spoke about it briefly earlier. We're just gonna have a little bit of time between the both of us. We're gonna each select three movies back to uh, back and forth um, and assemble a list, and then we'll ask you guys to vote and see who came put with a better list. Um, this week, we're going to go ahead and do best Kevin Smith, which I think we're going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel here at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just going to um, hope
1: that I'm right here. Yeah,
0: you just got to grab some sleeper picks at the end here. But um, just to go ahead and kick things off, um, I'll go ahead and go first, okay. and then you know you'll go second, and I think we can go ahead and do a snake draft. So what I'll do is I'll go first, you're going to go second and third, and then I'll go fourth. Okay. and fifth, and then you'll go sixth. I like it; that makes sense. Yep. So you, it kind of makes up for me getting the first pick. Sure. So this is actually a really hard choice choice for me for the first choice. That was really strange. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of Yoda there for a second. <laughs> mm. Um. So I I was really going back and forth between two movies, and I just had to go with what I thought was the better film overall. So number one pick, I'm going to go ahead and take Dogma. Take that off the oh, board. Oh wow! Love Dogma. I think it's his best film. Really? Yes. See, I, I haven't seen
1: Dogma. Yeah. Um,
0: I Came heard, on Comedy Central a lot a when lot. I was like I, 14. So I've saw it a few times.
1: Just like this movie. I heard it was good back then. Yeah. I don't know if it is. I
0: don't know if it's great now, but I do remember loving that movie. All right. um, so that is my first pick. What is your first pick, Gabriel?
1: My first pick, if you're going to take Dogma, I am going to uh, respectfully choose... And I guess we just have to make a decision here and go with it because maybe someone could say clerks, but I'm going to go with, I'm actually going to go with Chasing Amy.
0: Okay. I respect that pick. Yeah. That well, is often regarded as his best movie. Okay. So I also haven't seen it. So. I think it's a safe pick. I have not seen Chasing Amy. I, I've
1: just heard people talk about it. Yeah. So I'm guessing.
0: Okay. So you get the back to back pick. So you actually get another pick now.
1: All right. Well, I, I have to go clerks.
0: I think that's a good choice. Yep. I think that's a really strong choice. Kind of regretting not going clerks now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so for my second pick, I'm going to go ahead and reach deep down inside myself and I'm just going to speak my truth and go with Jay and Silent <laughs> Bob Strike Back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> and, I like that. Uh,
0: you can't stop me. So then, I have a th- uh, another pick now. I'm going to go ahead and take my third pick. This is actually really hard. I think this is where you start. <laughs> you start <laughs> to kind of hit the wall with Kevin Smith. Yeah. Um, um. So I'm actually going to go ahead and, and try and take a sleeper pick here. I'm going to go with maybe a cult favorite and go with Zach and Mary make a porno. Oh,
1: okay. I forgot about that one. Yep. Yeah. And so, and and maybe you're going to luck out because it's a newer film. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's at least learned how to uh, structure a movie mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Um. What's your
0: last pick, Gabe?
1: Man, this is this is tough.
0: I think there's a. I think there's a still a clear one you could choose. I think I'm gonna go with. Well,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a wrench in. Maybe this is what you thought. I don't know. I'm not gonna pick Tusk. as if that's what you're thinking? No, that's not what I was. Okay, thinking. I'm gonna go with jersey girl that's what i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to do that but i i remember that i don't know if it's a good movie i remember that movie mm-hmm. vaguely yeah but I, I think
0: it's a crowd favorite it's a crowd pleaser is it yeah okay i think it's kind of along the lines of chasing amy where it's one of his more successful films that has a sure. structure to
1: it and i think jennifer uh isn't jennifer uh lopez in that
0: movie Think that's. Is that Gigli. Made in Manhattan? <laughs> I think that's Gigli.
1: No, Gigli is Angelina Jolie.
0: Is it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez in Gigli.
1: I think Ben Affleck is also in Made in Manhattan. Maybe. So maybe that's ben why. Ben
0: Affleck has had a very long uh, career, long successful career. He really has. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and run back through these um, my picks this week for best Kevin Smith movies. Number one, Dogma. Number two, Jake, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And number three, Zach and Miri Make a Porno. Gabe's picks are Chasing Amy, Clerks, and Jersey Girl. So I think we have a pretty even draft here from what I'm seeing. But um, as we mentioned before, we would love for you guys to go ahead and voice your opinion. We'll put up a poll on Facebook and Twitter that you guys can vote for.
1: Yeah, perfect.
0: Vote for my films. Uh, Vote for my films. And I was right.
1: Jennifer Lopez is in Jersey Girl. Oh, is she? Okay, all right.
0: I wasn't totally sure about that. Um, but if you would like to vote, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Rewind Cinema Pod. You can also email us at rewindcinemapodcast at gmail.com for anything else. <laughs> Whatever you want. Doesn't yeah, really matter. Just send us an email. We don't care. Yeah, of course. Uh, we'd like to thank Natural Anthem for the use of some music in today's show. You can find them at naturalanthem.net. They're a great band. Check them out. Um, do you have anything else, Gabe? Anything else you want to bring up before we tease our next episode? No,
1: I think I'm good. I, I forgot our phone number. If you, if you do want to call us, we'll, we'll have that for you
2: uh, next yeah, time. Yeah, we'll find it. <laughs> we'll find it.
1: I, I don't really know how Dan found it, actually. I know, we, right? I think we, we mentioned it. Wrote it on twice. a
0: piece of paper and has it in his
1: pillow. On yeah, a... it's, on his, it's on his refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, so it's, call us sometime whenever we give you a number. You probably won't, but we'll play your voicemail on the air if you do. We so, will. We will. Give us a call.
0: Alright, so next week, Gabe, we're going to be talking about a John Carpenter not-so-classic, Village of the Damned.
2: Ooh, Ooh, so excited. I
0: watched this on Halloween night. Yeah, so did I. Just to date this episode. but Yeah, um, yeah, we'll talk about (laughs) it more. I was was looking (laughs) forward to a scary
1: movie, and it wasn't that (laughs) scary.
0: No, it was not at all. But it was a great comedy. (laughs) It was hilarious. Alright, so uh, yeah, until next time. Hey, watch more... Movies. Bye. See ya.
1: my mom catches me in spencers <laughs> they have like goggles that are made of boobs i'm going to get in tr- i'm going to get in trouble for being in here